Fire. Welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. My name is Greg Davis, former NCAA Division I athlete, and the goal of this podcast is to shed light on the harsh realities of life after sports. My guest today is former collegiate soccer player Akil Rodney. A former University of Virginia standout, Akil helped lead the Cavaliers to the 2009 NCAA Division I National Championship as a freshman. Prior to college, Akil collected All-America, All-State, All-City, and All-County honors as a star forward at Elmont Memorial High School. He totaled 74 goals and 52 assists during his prep playing career and was named Newsday's Player of the Year in 2007 and 2008 before being recognized as a 2008 All-American by the NSCAA and ESPN Rise. He was a member of the U.S. Under-20 national team that competed in the 2009 Copa Chivas tournament in Guadalajara, Mexico, and a member of the U.S. Under-18 national team at the Nike Friendly Tournament in 2007. Akil earned his bachelor's degree in anthropology from Virginia in 2013, his master's degree in school counseling from Alfred University in 2022, and has held coaching positions at both the high school and collegiate level. Akil, welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for having me, man. It's, it's definitely good to be a part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to go on record and say we have Elmont's own uh, Akil Rodney. Man, uh, Akil is an absolute, absolute, absolute beast. <laughs> like, like still, still, I, I, I talk in the, I hate talking in the past tense, you know, cause I, I want to give, I want to give credit to where it's due. Cause obviously I'm, I'm talking about, you know, how, how I remember seeing you play, but you know, you could still be currently playing like that. So, uh, so I'll say Akil is, is an absolute beast. I mean, you, you kind of heard the, the honors in, in terms of especially high school, man. And, and, um, you know, I, I'd say that you were like, I feel like, like front of the cover magazine type high school player. I don't think I'm making that up. I feel like I heard that you were on like some sort of magazine. I know like basketball has slam. I don't know what what, what soccer uh, magazines have. Yeah, man, I was actually on the cover of ESPN Rise and um, it was crazy. It came out the top of my junior year, like in school, you know, so that was that was that was a good time. But, you, you know, it's like you said, talking in the past, but got to look back at the things and got to appreciate, you know, but Absolutely. What a time to be alive is is, is <laughs> the slogan that I use often, you know. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. No, I just I just remember because you know I I uh, you know Akil I, I mentioned you know grew up in in Elmont right on the uh, right on the border of Queens and Long Island and um, and really just kind of put in work at Elmont Memorial High School and and I grew up in Queens and uh, we actually played for the same club team. Um, which was uh, B.W. Gachi, which was based in Queens. And uh, but Akil was 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 older than me. I, I think Akil, you were 91 or 90? 91. You're 91. All right. So you're only a year older than me. But um, but Akil always played on on the older team. Um, so I don't think we never really overlapped and I never got the opportunity to to kind of play on the same team as Akil. But I, I remember, um, especially when I first joined Gachi, man, like like a kid was like talking to town, like you're like, yeah, this guy's been on, you know, and it makes sense that that was your junior year. Cause for me, that would have been my sophomore year. Like right when I was either joining Gachi or, or just in my, my, my first or second year. And I, I heard this guy's on a magazine and I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like I didn't even know they, they did magazine covers for soccer players like that, but that was pretty I mean, dope. You guys, were, you guys were pretty good yourselves. That, that team with Dieter, like yeah. come to you guys practice and stuff. You guys had a, a solid, solid squad, you know? So 
Yeah, yeah, and I still remember iron those. Sharpens, yeah, iron sharpens iron. Is, is the <laughs> I still remember those nights where we would uh, we played it at. It was a random field in in Flushing. I, I I won't forget, and it it had really bad lighting. I remember, like, I mean, it's for one, it's hard to find a field in in New York City with with lights. It and yeah. it, and if you do, it's it's a hot commodity, right? Like all like a lot of club teams yeah, yeah, are looking yeah. for those. So we found some 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 field. And this was where the the Gachi Academy team practiced, and it was the turf was like a carpet. I remember. It was it was really bad turf and the lights the lighting was really bad. I mean, it was, it was like make, makeshift lights where yeah, forty <laughs> percent of the field is covered in lights. You know, the other <laughs> other sixty percent is just figuring it out. Yeah, absolutely. So we would come and and I think I, I feel like the older team practiced first, so we would kind of be watching them, or we may have practiced like simultaneously just on different sides of the field. But I remember kind of watching and 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 like I said, man, I just Akil was was an absolute beast, like a front, a forward, um, fast, strong, had a shot, like you know, aggressive, especially like back to goal, turning defenders. I still remember I was like. At that at certain points, I played defense too, and I was like, "Man, I would not want to play defense against this guy." So, <laughs> and I also, you know, that that when I did get to play with Akil was, I would say, a, a little bit more past our prime. But I, I'm going to give the uh, the Hofstra soccer bubble a shout out here. So, um, anybody anybody kind of you know familiar with New York soccer will know that Hofstra University has a soccer bubble. That uh, that that holds basically like I would I would get I would I would think it's like a winter league if I'm getting that right and um and it's pretty competitive man like a, a bunch of people that I I played with growing up you know I found them in the Hofstra bubble and you you make a you make a team and it's 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 like a five v five game so it, it's it's a smaller field and um it, it was Wednesday I remember I still remember it was Wednesday nights uh the game started at, I think game started at like nine p.m. so it was like a yeah, nine p.m. it was even like eleven p.m. slot was <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous! Like, had no business, no business at eleven, being sore than and trying to figure out work the next day. But that was the thing. It was somewhat a way to still get your fix, you know, which is, which is being able to to step on the field with with some quality, you know. So as the older you get, you don't get that as much, you know. So it's good to be able to still get that fix. That's the thing too, is that like you know it was. I mean, I think I've spoken to other other former players or just players that are still trying to get their their touches in and things like that and and the thing is finding the right competition right because there's so many leagues throughout new york city and some of these just pick up leagues that just like you know that the competition just isn't great and and if you're looking for for really just you know to to keep your touch sharp and and really kind of play for something even though it's pickup um this hofstra this hofstra league was was ideal so uh yeah. i remember we had formulated a team uh, I think I was I was asked to come on because it was it was a a pretty big uh, Valley Stream Elmont crew that I think you guys all all kind of grew up playing together and knew each other just from your hometowns uh, Valley Stream another neighborhood out in Long Island that's that's like I think borders Elmont right next to Elmont so and I came on as well and and we were trying to win the chip man we were trying to win the chip for real and. Um, we came up short, I think, in the finals. We were gassed, um, you know. So <laughs> the way they do it, they got the, they had the the semis and the final that day. We weren't all aware of that, you know. It's like that's what? yeah, yeah. So they had the today again, like <laughs> yeah, they would have like the, and I think pretty sure it was a back to back. So they may have had yeah, the semis at ten. And, you know, like we're going all out trying to win the semis. And then we got to, you know, we got to put some more in the tank for for the 11 p.m. game. And and I think, you know, we were cramping. We were we were sweating. It was it was it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. So we ran out. Yeah. 
<laughs> but no, that was a, that was a, that was a great time, and it was it was great to get to get a chance to play with to play with you there as well. But um, but no, man, I just want to you know just just make sure I just just point out that like man, like like just from man to man, like hella respect you as a player and what you've done for the game and what you did for for Elmont, for Gachi, and 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 uh, and then going on to UVA, man. So listen, man, you had a, a you know. Great, great, great player, and and I just want to make sure that that's that that's uh, emphasized there. So appreciate you, appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate, really appreciate that, it. man. And you know, you know, I have a hard time accepting those kind of things, but at some point, you you always gotta look back, and you know, the, a lot of work goes into these things, you know. Absolutely, so absolutely. Appreciate you, to, appreciate you too. No, it's it's easier taking these things from guys who get it, you know, <laughs> guys who are actually footy guys. So definitely. Right. And I don't, I don't give out compliments easy too, because I'm a, you know, I'm a competitive guy, and I play forward too. That's why. I, so I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, man, like I could take a kill, like you know. So, so I don't, I don't give out those compliments easy, man. It really, it really comes from the, uh, you know, that really comes from the heart, and and that's that's just, you know, full honesty right there. So, <laughs> so listen, man. Um, <clears throat> we'll go ahead and and just kind of jump right into the questions. So. Why don't we start off with just telling me how you got into soccer and uh, and what initiated your love for the sport? So I would say uh, how I got into it. So Jamaican, for one, you know what I'm saying? So and my, my pops ran track for Jamaica. So it was like at that point, it was either track or soccer, you know? So that, kind, that decision kind of made itself, you know? It was obviously love running around and all these things, but just to simply be running and my... A lot of guys who I grew up with, even my high school team at a point, would understand how my pops is with his intensity and his running and stuff. So it, it wasn't always fun. So, yeah, that, that kind of made soccer an, an easy decision, you know. So and that was the that was the initial decision. And just from there, just the friendships and the fun I had with it, you, you know, it was, I'm definitely appreciative of how my soccer upbringing was just because a lot of it at the forefront was fun. You, you, you know, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a job. It didn't feel like if I had a bad day that the world's coming to an end. Of course, I was hard on myself after certain days. Of course, if you just put out a poor performance and losing was always the underlining of those poor performances, right? You, you still have a bad day, but win and you, you you could get over it, you know, but the the losing, the losing was a tough thing. But yeah, man, just fun, you, you know? So um, you obviously know Kadeem, right? Kadeem, yep. um, we grew up playing Rosedale together, like even before even travel, like intramural, you, you, you know? So, and him and I just always, obviously, like I said, you know Kadeem, you know Kadeem's quality, you know? But just the goofiness at times and, and the fun side of the game, that was that was huge, you know? It was like, I was like having a lot of fun, not to just say that, you know? So, Absolutely, the love for the game or the was the friendships and the, and obviously that that starts that way. But then the more you go, like even Kadeem, I remember back, we would almost just be competing against each other, like for the goal scoring record on the team, but still making the pass when the pass needs to be made, you know. But it was still just a fun, competitive, goofy, high quality stuff, you know. It's it, it was something that just felt very organic and natural, so. Nice, nice, yeah, and uh, and and Kadeem Dakers, who who I had as a as a guest on this podcast as well, and and brought you up, and specifically a story about you know you all didn't think you were gonna make I think like oh, the gosh. regional team, and you went out to get some Chinese food, and and you had the best game of your lives. <laughs> that was one of the fav my favorite favorite 
story to this day, you, you know, and Kadeem brought me into the fold, you know, for, I didn't try out for states or anything like that for like a lot longer. I should have tried out a lot sooner, you, you know, and, but I was just to that point, like we, I like transitioned into Elmont soccer club and on that team, I also had my buddies that who are my best friends till this day, you, you know, and we were good and we were competitive. So I didn't see the need in me going to play here or play here or try out for anything here. You know, I didn't get the exposure part of it and how it opens up opportunities. But yeah, no, Kadeem was on me for years. Just come try out, come try out, come try out. And yeah, from there, I think that was the first year. I first year I tried out, I made states, I made regionals and nationals all within all within four to six months, you know? And so that was the that was the regional tournament. So we made states. And our New York New York ninety one team was pretty good. Shout out the New York, <laughs> Eastern New York team for sure. Bunch of guys, bunch of guys who I can uh, name off. But we were always competitive on like the. I think we went to nationals twice. Um, unfortunately, we didn't win it. I think we lost to like Indiana and in, like the the finals one year. But just those, obviously those stages and those opportunities, you know. But at the same time, oh my god, even that ninety one team. I don't think anybody like the coach. It was just all fun, laughing, and but just guys getting after it, you, you know. So from there, we went regional camp, and I don't know the scope of any of this, you, you know. And and it's tough being a new guy within those scenes, you know. You just gotta almost just do something ridiculous to break out and just be noticed. And then I guess it's easier when you're noticed, you, you know, because your name's already on the paper. And then at that point, you you got to do stuff to work yourself out of it versus trying to break into it. You, right, you know? right, right. Exactly, exactly. No, just firstly, you know, obviously big shout out to uh, to Kadeem. I know he'll probably be listening to this. So, but I did just want to, you know, kind of backtrack a little bit because I want to make sure that, that, that this was caught correctly. So you said your dad ran track for Jamaica. Now, what, what, are we talking, are we talking like the, the Jamaican national team? Like what, what, we, what, what level are we talking here? Yeah, the Jamaican national team, um, he, he did like junior Olympic a lot up until like 20 years old and um just through having to come to america for just like opportunities and stuff he wasn't able to pursue things as much as for far as he wanted it to you know but all those principles and discipline and all that 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 was not short by any means you know <laughs> like i said even kadeem anybody who grew up around me like my dad was always amongst the team like not talking any soccer technique or anything along these lines. He's talking running, 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 running. Right, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So not always the most fun, but obviously when you look <laughs> back at these things, you you appreciate that stuff to the next level. Yeah, 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 definitely. And like I said, like like Akil was was one of the one of his strengths was definitely his speed. So um, that makes sense now. That makes sense. I, that, that's that's Chico right there. But that makes sense. <laughs> you get so, how you live, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, and and I, I, I you know I want to point out that I, I love how you mentioned just how much like the fun and, and everything was just like growing up. That that seems like that was like you know that that kind of rounds out your your fondest memories was just how much fun it was. So you know, looking back at it, you. You know what was your and 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 find it interesting as well that you didn't really you didn't really try out for for state or for regionals until like you know maybe maybe you got some push and and you didn't really get to understand the scope of 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 the whole you know process of of going to regionals and and making the national team and all that but so what when did what did you 
I would say, what was your what was your dream? You know, what did you ultimately want to accomplish with soccer once you you got like really serious with it? I mean, even when things were getting serious, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily obviously the dream is to play for your favorite team, right? So at that point, Liverpool, uh, Stevie G, like shout out Stevie G if you ever left, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's just to to play for your favorite team, you know. You don't obviously the opportunities that come with it and how it can help you get to the next level and the steps of these opportunities. It's tough to see in the time, but it was as simple as playing for your favorite team, you know, and um, obviously that's the start of it. So probably 15, I would say 14, 15 is when I started trying out for these teams. And as things opened up, like I said, everything happened fast for me. You, you, you know, it, it really, really did. And just obviously when the letters start coming to the house for colleges, and things along these lines, like being able to fly to like our region one team went to Argentina, you know, for for free, you know. So it's and I say free just because it's like what an opportunity, like what how insane is that to be able to experience, you know, and these are things that Argentina, you kidding me? Like I wouldn't even know where it was on the map at a certain point, you know, <laughs> to just be able to to get the opportunity to go out there and not only for soccer, you know, just to, to see how they're living out there, the passion around soccer, the lifestyle out there. It was, it was I was simply blessed to be able to experience so much and, and gain so much through soccer, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's, you know, that's really cool. Cause like, and, and, and going back to, to what you said about just like everything happened, happened so fast for you. Right. And, and, uh, and like I said, you were on the cover of, of ESPN rise. And, um, even when I was digging up info with you, I saw, I saw a video of like, it was, it was some like, maybe like an assemblyman and in, in, in court. And, and I, I mean, he, I, I was, I was watching, it was like a four minute video. Cause I was like, like, you know, I was like, is he, is, is Akil about to get some award? Like, is he about to get, you know, like like honored in some way it was like really cool but he referred to you as one of the best players in, in the country which you know definitely definitely was true you know but uh but that was that was pretty cool so i guess my question to you is like you know how did you kind of um how did you kind of deal with with um with a lot of the hype you know that was that was coming around and around you because like i said there was there was a, a, a large amount of hype around you and and being that you said everything kind of happened a little fast like you know what was that what was that kind of period like for you and how did you how did you kind of manage all that hype I mean, I would say like I, like a lot of this stuff when you look back, right? Because as you're older, you understand like the maturity side of things and you understand how the hype and all of that things can destroy somebody or get to somebody's head, you, you, you know? But I was lucky enough to the like my friendships, you, you know, and why I was playing. Like I just genuinely wanted to have fun with the guys. Like, and that's exactly what was happening. So all the hype and everything and all these things that are going on, like I'm looking to include others and interviews and all that stuff. You watch that video. I hated that. You, you know, <laughs> all, of, all of that stuff. I, I look, oh my God, I look miserable in that video. If anybody finds that video to this day, you too, you too. <laughs> straight jokes. It's only talk. The only thing that video we talk, anybody ever talks about is look at my face in that video, you know, and it's simply just, like I said, I was lucky enough to get into it late where I didn't treat it like it was my end all be all, mm. you know. And it's like my love and passion was there. Obviously, the better I got, and the the more I'm seeing how I can really take this to the next level. But I was lucky that I was able to keep it just fun, you know. And it's it was 
to this day, even UVA, up, up until the highest level I played and the coaching I do now, for me, it's the locker room, you, you know, just being amongst the guys and just having fun. So for the most part, I didn't care about that stuff. And anybody that knows me, I've never walked around like any of that stuff was being said about me. You know, it's like I was more so amongst the group laughing or, or messing around versus like just in my head about, oh, I need to perform well today or oh, I need to do this today. It was, I was able to keep it just fun. And like, and I, and I keep throwing that out there, but it was very important, you know, because yeah. just because, especially when like the U S scene and the regional scene, like the, these high level guys, they, they were torturing themselves to a point, you, mm-hmm. you know, not being able to sleep. And I get that side of it, right? I get that caring so much, putting so much into it, wanting to perform well, wanting to be your best self. But, you know, it's 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 tough for a kid, you know, because at times, like I said, I've seen a lot of players just tear themselves apart, which ultimately led to them losing the love for the game or not being at yeah. their best or the, the parent pressure. And it was it was a lot of those situations were unfortunate for a lot of kids. It's because it took the fun out the game, you know, and yeah. what is it without fun? You know, it's Absolutely. like it becomes a job. And no, I think it's so, I think that's so important that, that you were able to kind of keep that fun. And, and again, when I was, when I was digging up information about you, I, I found a great quote from, from you and, and it, and it kind of makes sense now saying that like you, you like, you hated all that like attention and the hype and, and you almost didn't necessarily even want it. It, it just obviously, obviously it came with the talent and, and the scope of things, but um, there was, I believe it was like, like an interview that, that you were doing with, with UVA, um, you know, maybe your freshman or your sophomore year. And, and they asked you, you know, like, what's, what's just one of your goals, you know, coming in and, and you were just like, man, I just want to like help the team in any way that I can and like win a national championship. Like it was nothing kind of centered around you. Like, it was just like, man, I just want to like do whatever I can to help win a national championship. And like, um, and, and obviously you went on to, to, to play four years at, at UVA and, and university. Virginia, you know, just 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 for for anyone who doesn't know, um, big time, big time soccer program. Um, probably, you know, one of the probably just in terms of numbers, definitely one of the best um, historically at soccer programs in terms of national championships and and um, you know ACC titles and and just just wins. So um, big time, big time program for you. But so um, you know, and for you, it sounds like you were still able to to kind of keep that fun even even at such a high level program like UVA right. because a lot of times you go to a program like that and and it's like man like you're fighting for spots and yeah and, and there's people really coming for for your throat and 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 it's 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 almost like that's like the pre-professional stage where it's really no joke so curious kind of how you were able to to, to kind of keep that that fun around the game at, at uva when you were there just kind of your your experience there yo man it was it was the best experience ever you know and it's uh it's a high that i still chase to this day and have to give a lot of people credit to the locker room and all that stuff, you know, just because obviously as coming in as a freshman, who am I to determine the temperature of the locker room and how things are run and even just ideas of what I think guys should be treated like, you you know, so even previous years amongst UVA and this is how a lot of teams and programs work, especially at that level these guys are fighting for everything, you, you know? So as a senior, you, you see somebody coming in, whether trying to, you, you have, there's no way not to think whether they're trying to take your minutes or th- this new guy's going to take my position and, and stuff like that, you know? But 
um, the the locker room was just so much fun, you you know. And even the year before, the the, the upperclassmen said it wasn't like this, but that's one thing I can attest myself just being somewhat of a glue guy, right? So even we won the national championship basically four months into me being there, right? And even before that, where I'm one thing specifically, we're going from practice to the dorm rooms. I was riding in the trunk, you you know, it's like <laughs> I was just doing just just simply having fun, you know. But the biggest, biggest thing and what I credit everything to today is getting your feelings out the way, you, you know. So mm. some of the UVA practices, I'm telling you, it's fist fights, like people almost trying to break. You know how it goes, you, yeah. you know, the level of things, you know, but once we were off the field, we were all best, best friends. You know, it was like we went out probably more than we should have, even when we weren't. You know? <laughs> but if if we have practice at an early morning practice, it was like three spots. You would either sleep here, here, or here. That way everybody can wake each other up and be there on time. And even those early morning practices, if everybody was go out and hurting, whoever didn't respect the practice or the level of things, then you were a target on the day, right? So if mm -hmm. I went out and the next day I'm moving sluggish and I'm not, then you're a target on the day in the sense that guys are pissed. Guys are pissed that you're not respecting their time, you, you know? So we were able to have a very high level of competitiveness, but without anybody being in their feelings, you, you know? And it's everything mm -hmm. I preach to this day. It's just being able to compete, fly around, um, push the next guy, iron sharpens iron, you you know, with, with like I said, the, the staying out of your feelings in life in general, right? Even the workforce today, at, obviously I uh, work in the high schools now and even coach at the high school level. That, that, that message, if you're able to really get that into somebody that just, if you really want it, work for it and things aren't going your, your way, find another way versus looking to blame or anything along those lines. But yeah, just the, the high level of competitiveness, like flying around, like I'm, I've been in at least three fights at practice, <laughs> you know, but then as soon as we get to the locker room, hugs and where we going tonight and all those kind of things. So just that, that, that feeling, you know, and that addiction of just being able to compete without guys making it weird, you know, just. Yeah. That. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so interesting. Like for one, I, you know, I, I love that, love that quote of just like, you know, kind of taking your, the, the, the feelings out of it. Right. And, and just, especially in, in a soccer sense, just kind of being there to compete and then off the field is off the field. Right. It's like you come into work to do a job you do that job and then outside of work is is you know that's that's your kind of chill time to 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 kind of create that camaraderie and and I will say that 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 sounds that I mean it sounds like a like a absolutely great and it sounds like you were fortunate to be part of a team like that cuz I'm like I'm thinking I'm like that's rare like that's rare you know that to to really and I think you would know too that that's so that's probably and that probably plays a part into why you 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 enjoyed it so much is cuz like that's a that's a pretty unique experience and to find a group of guys that are able to to really like I said like really lay it out there on the field like compete against you like you're uh, like the opponent and then you know off the field it, it, it's kind of all good and and it's because it, that's that's i mean that's family like that's a family like that's definition of family that's what we were that's what we were mm -hmm. you know even i say this all that time that year obviously was a great year i think we were 19 three and two something along those lines but as far as footy goes we were not the best team that year you know but the belief the having each other's back you, you you know it was it was 
it was something that like it was just a feel, you know, going into these games. I think that year the better teams were Wake is always was always next level. You know, they had some really top guys. And Akron that year, that's who we actually beat in the final where so um I was at IMG for a bit with the like the U seventeens and most of the guys that graduated from there, whether eight, nine guys, all went to Akron that year. So basically Akron their recruiting class was eight USA guys, you you, you know. So obviously hmm. the footy and the quality was next level, but I just felt like us as a team, just the bonding, having each other's back, and really, really being there, you know. And freshman year, I, I started out with not playing that much, you know, whether it was five minutes a half here and there, but I was maximizing my five minutes at one point. And you know how, like I said, you obviously know how things go, but. Back up forward, most of the time, you're in there to just pressure, run around, mm-hmm. pressure everything, um, take your chances, they come, you know? So it's, and I would maximize that, you know? And guys would be cheering me on like I was the best guy on the team at the time, you know? So it was, and like I said, I can't take credit for it just because obviously the older guys set the tone, the better players whose team it is at the time sets the tone. So if they didn't want it that way, it wouldn't have been that way. Right, you know? right, but, yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point, especially regarding the, um, you know, just because I played forward as well. And there are times where I'm coming off the bench, too. And and again, like especially you're coming off the bench as you're closing in on halftime. And 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 your goal is to really just really like just run around and pressure. Around. And and everyone thinks it's like it's 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 easier because, you know, they're like, oh, you're coming on with fresh legs. But for anyone that knows soccer is like it's tough to really get the legs moving when everyone else has been playing 30, 40 minutes at a, at a high speed and you're coming off the bench after sitting for 30 40 minutes and because a lot of times i'd run around for like two three minutes and now i'm, I'm gassed and i'm like what's yeah. <laughs> like and everyone's like because yeah, it takes it takes time to warm, warm up like it's yeah, like that's, an where you, that's where you learn to get a good warm-up on the side because if you get that first <laughs> if you get that first heart rate in the game you don't stand the chance no yeah you take, yeah. You take two minutes to run around get tired you take three minutes to recover half over you, you know so you gotta you gotta be on that sideline, making sure you're getting that heart rate up before you jump in. Absolutely. But like you said, it's, it's far from easy, you know. Especially That's... when necessarily that the game plan wouldn't be to play into you. You you know the game plan is for you to be running around, so the opportunities don't look the same, but you can make it look however you want it. You, yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. No, I think that's a great, and for any any players out there listening forwards, that's a great tip, you know, like, get that good warm-up in. It really does, it really it does. does make a difference. So, um, and with that, you know, um, so you, obviously you, and you you kind of, you went on, like I said, you graduated from, from University of Virginia. So I'm just curious for you in terms of like, you know, what that transition period was like outside of sport, you know, if, if, if you transitioned outside of sport, like, you know, right after college, um, you know, not sure if you went on to, to play a little bit or if you, you know, kind of hung up the boots for good, kind of, kind of right after college and, and just kind of what that period was like. Man, so my mind was really, really tough, you, you know, it was just because I actually had back surgery. Right. So mm. I had back surgery, you, you know, and it was just just the, the competitive side. And like like I keep saying, you know how it is as far as that that high level D2, D1 stuff. You have to be almost psycho in a sense, you know, to to get yourself to be wanting to be competitive and wanting to compete and days where things don't look your way and you still not, you're still showing up, you know, you're still fighting, you know? So 
a lot goes into it, right? A lot goes into it, which obviously involves a lot of emotion, you, you know? But yeah, I had back surgery and I didn't handle it well, simply, you, you know, just because you see everything like crumbling, you, you, you know? And especially, oh my God, they told me, it looks like we're going to need back surgery. I'm like, back surgery? Like, no way. I don't care what those experts are saying, you know? So I actually did like like four weeks of cortisone shots and all these things, anything but the back surgery, you know, but it, it got to a point where I couldn't even walk, you know what I'm, you know what I mean? So obviously I went through that time and then basically my, it was like, like towards the end of my senior year and just, just struggling, right? Like, so I've come this far and at this point, not a dollar out of my pocket out of UVA, you know, so I eventually was able to to take things into perspective, but there were definitely times where I didn't want anything to do with school. But meanwhile, I have nine credits left. You, you know what I'm saying? And and yeah, just those days where if you didn't, if because the the injury happened while I was back squat maxing, which is which is a whole different conversation. But what if I didn't do that? You know, what if I wasn't there today? Because it was summer workouts too. You know, so. Mm. Obviously, all those, all those, what if, what if, what if, you know, and um, just, yeah, just days of in your own head, you know, and, and trying not to seem like you're complaining and and all these things, you, you know. So it was being in your own head, obviously, especially if you're a very intense person, that shit could be very intense in your own head, yeah. you, you know. So the, those that was definitely, definitely, definitely not a not an easy time. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, listen, I think especially when you're able to point to a specific moment, like you said, um, you know, max squad and or or you know, other people can point to a tackle that they that they went in on that that really was just kind of you know shifted around either their whole career or their their projection and and just kind of where they wanted to go. So it's it's tough when you're always dealing with 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 some of those moments. And you know, I'm, I'm curious to kind of get into. Kind of, kind of what you're doing now, because we were talking a little bit offline, and um, I'm, I know that you're, you know, you're, you're working out of high school, and um, you're on the path to becoming a school counselor. In the meantime, you also you coach not only soccer. Uh, I'm gonna let everyone uh, uh, catch their breath before I say this. Not only soccer, but basketball and lacrosse. Uh, you also coach as well. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about, you know, how you got into um, kind of, you know, where you're, what you're doing now and, uh, and and specifically the the three sport, uh, the three sport coach role that you take on. All right. I, so like you said, this, so the transition. So after I graduated UVA, right after I was able to put things into perspective as far as I still got out of here, not a dollar in my pocket, national championship, ACC championship my best friends to this day, you, you know, these, some of these guys, like best friend, you know, it's like, and just the, the mentality in the locker room, like that, that stuff never leaves me, you know? So got into sales after I worked for a company called Granger for, for three to four years. And um, my high school coach, who I'm still close with to this day, he got an opportunity to coach college soccer at SUNY Old Westbury. So I did that for three years and just the, um, the sales job allowed me to be able to do both because I was able to set my my work schedule. So I was able to start earlier in the day just to finish up um, around two. That way I could to get to practice. But being around the guys again, you know, and obviously bringing that intensity, you know. So that was that was a fun three years. We were there three years, I believe, double digit wins every year, playoffs every year. Um, 
and it, it was great at the at the end of the day um things didn't necessarily work out there just because the the relationship with the ad but whatever that's that's here nor there but just the feeling of coaching right the feeling of coaching so at that point even sales i think the sales company was like retooling and wanted us to be on the clock until five instead of creating our own hours but at that point i got the that feeling of all right coaching needs to be with me no matter what you you know and obviously one of the biggest things so i did sales it was outside territory sales so one of the biggest things was i can't be behind a desk mm-hmm. right and I, I think that's the biggest biggest one of the biggest things at least about transitioning right you got to know yourself you have to know yourself and you have to know what you're not willing to do you, mm-hmm. you know some people are some people are you you know but if you get into something that you hate then that's that's where I can really see just things really really not going your way mentally you, you know driving yourself crazy but just being able to at least have something on the side that is an outlet is a, a stress relief you know almost therapy I call coaching therapy for me you, mm. you know um, so once I got that feel I'm like all right I need to coach no matter what you, you know so obviously went to Elma High School which is um, in the Sawanaka School District and they at the time, my high school principal was the super in, no assistant and superintendent within the schools, you know, and I was still close with him. And he just said, come talk to me, you know, come talk to me. And that was obviously I went to talk to him and just trying to figure out what I wanted to do in my life. So I started as a teacher assistant. But with that, I was able to coach, you know, because obviously the high schools, it's 245 and coaching, you know, it's almost like it, it leads right into it. So yeah. There's no figuring it out or anything like that. So coach, I was the assistant coach at Suwanaka High School for soccer for one year. And then from there, I actually got the opportunity to become the Flow Park uh, varsity boys coach, which I'm still doing to this day. And just being within the building, right? So coaching ultimately with me is school counseling, which I'm pursuing, you you know, because obviously if you've gone through it, any high level sport of any kind, your path and your journey, you have a lot to share, right? Those, those keys about, for me, getting your feelings out the way, you know, it's, um, and like I said, I, I showed up on the scene late. A lot of people had a lot of things to say that whether they, they wasn't, they didn't think I deserved what was happening for me, you know, but I didn't give a shit, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, all right, then whatever, I don't deserve it, but I got it. You, you, you know what I mean? So not caring what people think and, not letting somebody stop you, like believing in, you know, all these, all these messages, you know, but all of these things come with putting in the time, putting in the work, you you know, so just being able to, to give these messages and yeah, I'm just even thinking about some of my players right now who you, you can see grow, you know, it's like, especially coaching high school, have a ninth grader who's 110 pounds. And before you know it, he's grown and he's, and you're seeing this with your own eyes, you know, and just to see them accomplish these things. Like last year, for example, a floor park team, we actually had a huge playoff win against Southside. Um, I believe we were the 12 seed and they were the number five seed. And it was an up and down season as every season is, you know, and especially high school kids, it's, it's a breaking point of now they see it, now they get it, you know, as far as that, but that comes with winning. You you know, it's tough to ask somebody to put in a lot of, a lot of, a lot of work with no results, you, you, you know? So got the big win over Southside. It was huge for the town. It was, it was definitely one of my better 
coaching experiences or not soccer experiences in general, you know, and it's just being able to see the joy from the other guys. And obviously it's from them putting in so much work. So now they get it and now they understand, you know, so and that's where me being able to coach across multiple platforms, right? Basketball, obviously who doesn't like basketball, you know, and being able to mess around with these guys, but just having these messages to them, like, they say they they love it. They love it so much, you know. But you you love it. How much time are you putting into it? Yeah. You know, you, you you love it, but you're not going hard every day. You you know. So just being able to be around these kids, and obviously they're fun and funny as well, you know. So it's all goes back to the locker room feel, you know. So I'm still able to get a fix of being around that these guys and changing lives ultimately, right? Because I went, like I said, I went to Elma and my coach. He was. <laughs> He, he was showing up with to the team. He's buying 20 so, um, egg and cheeses. You, you know, it was like him genuinely caring, you, you know, and that's what changed the scope of things. So just understanding that being one small part of a, a machine could really change these lives, you, you, you know. So that's that's definitely something that, that means a lot to me. And I'm, I'm yeah. glad that I'm able to to find something that can bring me joy, you know, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think that's that's an amazing message because, you know, like you said, it's um, <clears throat> one, it's 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 being able to because you're able to take a lot of the message that you're you're delivering, not only with coaching, but you're able to take that into your counseling as well. Um, and then you mentioned how you're able to, you know, regardless of the sport. Right. Like, and, and, and yeah, you'll you'll learn you'll learn the, you're learning the rules of, of lacrosse. Right. Oh, as, yeah. you're, as you're going along. But, you know, you're, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. So, you know, and 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 really just kind of it's it's all about like the messaging, really kind of going full circle back into the fun aspect, which you kind of brought back into that locker room feel that you had at, at UVA, right? So, man, I just love how you brought it like full circle. And I think that some of the messages that, that you put out here are really, really kind of key, you know, the, the, the getting your, your your feelings out of the way and 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 how much time are you willing to, to put in and, you know, really just kind of the, the effort side, but also, you know, understanding how to separate the effort from the fun as well. Um, and, and really just kind of keeping that fun in the game. I think that's, a, that, like you said, a lot of, uh, unfortunately, especially once you get to a high level, a lot of athletes talk about losing the fun aspect of it, which is like, you know, if, like you said, if you if you don't have the fun, then why are you playing, right? So, you know, Akil, man, with that, uh, you know, we'll hold it there. But listen, man, this was this was really good. I really just appreciate your, your messages and, and your story, man. One thing that that shines for, from you is is your positivity, man, for real. Like, I, I have to point that out there. It's, it's extremely extremely positive guy and man um, i'm known as i've always been known as good vibes only you know <laughs> for, for me it's the only way you, you know it's everybody has something you, you know and everybody yeah. can focus on a tough time or, or a hard time you know so the complaining stuff and the complaining i've always said one thing that was always huge huge for me you, you know it was my complaining and all of these things, I'm complaining to somebody who has a good situation, hmm. you know? So for me to go home and be upset, my situation, meanwhile, the person I'm complaining to probably has a million dollar home or anything along those lines. It's not affecting them. So hmm. the only loser and the only one affected would be me, you yeah. know? And I was, I always hated being the only, I'm the only loser in the situation, you know? So yeah, the, the getting the feelings out the way, obviously, and just being able to, to keep the fun in it as well. It's, yeah. it's, it's huge. It's, it's a big thing. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen to Kill, man. Really appreciate you having you on. Uh, I know it's been a couple of years since we spoke. Not as long as, as as some of the guests. I haven't seen them since childhood. But, you know, the Hofstra, Hofstra bubble, that, that, still, uh, that still is fresh in my mind. So, um, oh, yeah. But it was still good to, to see you after, after a few years, man. And, and listen, man, to hear your story, I think, like you said, you know, huge tons of respect for you. You know, I've, I've said this on, on the podcast before, but, you know, uh, you are an absolute, absolute another New York soccer legend, man. And and I know that that you'll 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 keep that in, in your back pocket. I'm sure you know that as well. And and it's just amazing to hear some of the things that you're doing now, man. So listen, man, really appreciate you you coming on and and, and sharing a little bit more. And you know, I, I hopefully you get to see each other soon, man. Definitely, man. It's summertime's coming up. We just need a nice little footy session where we get some <laughs> quality guys out there and not have to worry about getting tackled from behind or anything along those lines. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll keep it clean, man. Sounds good.